0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Oh, I need it to be Friday.
1: <laughs> Long week. <laughs> oh, I just, I'm still, like, getting the chill out from being at Was it called night. It's been warmer lately. Is yeah, but, uh, you know, I'm an old man, and, and, I, and I'm a fuddy mcduddy these days, um, and I just, like, Oh, I I came home, and you don't realize it when you're at the game. Like, I wasn't sitting there at the mm-hmm. game going brrrr shivering or anything, but I got home, and I sat down on the couch, and I'm loading up the games to put on the, the website and all that, and I'm just like, man, I've got this chill, and I'm wrapped up in four blankets trying to get the dog to come over, mm-hmm. but the dog hates me and won't come over. <laughs> it's like, come on. It's cold. So, anyways, I'm a little cranky this morning, but I think I'm going to – get into a better mood as we get going here
2: well we're, we're gonna have a lot of fun things to talk about we will have a fun game tonight and yeah it, it's also friday
1: yeah it, it's friday and i am very interested in the boys basketball game i'm gonna be at
2: tonight but we had some interesting results from the last couple of days including to start a bwag play with girls that int- that yielded some intriguing res- results i think is a fair way to put it yeah Had a couple nice wins uh, in boys basketball, but we're going to start with the hockey you saw last night and over the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, there's uh, four games that we'll talk about, two that I was at in person and three that are coming up on Saturday that I'll be at in person. And we'll get to all of that in just a moment.
4: 5150.
1: For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com.
3: Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry out. Call 810 810- 378-5565 Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin.
0: If you're not listening to getstuckon.sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: All right, welcome uh, back, and we'll start on the uh, ice, and we'll actually backpedal to Thursday night because uh, Mary night was it? When... Yeah, yeah. Well, it was Wednesday night because it's Friday. Yeah, last City. night was yeah. Thursday night, so we'll backpedal to Wednesday night. Marysville went down to Fraser, played Utica, and had a wild eight to five game where Ben Lavalle just. Went off. He and he's had... been
2: I mean, he hasn't been, like, non-existent, but he's been relatively-ish quiet for what we know he can do.
1: Well, that's what I thought, too, because he didn't score, like, the first two games of the season. Didn't get a point and, and wasn't around. And in the last six, he has 10 goals and 13 assists <laughs> and had three goals and three assists against Utica. And his reward for all of this, Brady, was... He didn't dress last night. <laughs> he had to take the <laughs> night off. Luke Fick had two goals in that game and an assist. Gavin Vernarski had three assists. Trevor Wallace had three assists. Colin Lone is all of a sudden a rushing Bobby Orr defenseman. He had a goal and two assists. Nick Swiss had a goal and an assist. And Jackson Trembath had his first career goal. So the Vikings were rolling. Utica's a little down, but that's a it's a tough Place to go. Uh, you go to Big Boy Arena mm-hmm. quite a bit. Yep, it's it's a tough place to go and and play. And Utica's usually got a roster with like fifty kids on it because it's Utica and Ford mm-hmm. combined, and they've got enough. You know, you, you got poor PH that barely has enough to change lines, and you've got Utica that could have three teams. Right. <laughs> so, uh, but at any rate, uh, Marysville won that game and that put them to 5 and 3 on the season. But the guys I want to talk about for them because it was the biggest area that we didn't know about with Tyler McKinney graduating and basically playing every minute for the last 4 years was how is their goaltending going to be? Well, Nick Adam is 4 and 1 this year. Pretty good. Uh and uh they have two other freshman goalies who both have a win now. Because uh, Wynn picked up a victory, I think, in their first win of the season. And they started Fiardo last night. Uh, and he got the, uh, the win. But Marysville is kind of rolling. And they played PH last night, Brady. And we know PH has a goalie and nine skaters. So Marysville only dressed 12. So they, they still had an extra line over pH, mm-hmm. they only dressed twelve, and they sat out the their, you know, two of their big scorers in Lavalley, who's red hot right now, and they sat out Brody Tuffin, and they they sat out a couple of other kids, and they played a lot of young guys. Alex Medley scored his first career goal. It was the first time I'd seen him play in a game, and, I, and I've seen the Vikings at least three times now this year. Um, and when he scored, you would have thought they just won the state championship. <laughs> they went and got the puck out of the net for him. So I can imagine they did the same thing the night before when Trembath right. scored, uh, and they just mobbed this kid. They just mobbed him. <laughs> so uh, it, that was one of the fun things. So it, I, I wish when I played hockey I could skate like Luke Thicke. <laughs> I, I I would have gone a lot farther than I ever did. He was the single most dominant player in a nine-to-one win, and he got one stinking point. He got one assist. It was on the medley goal. But that but that was it. He was snake bit. Anytime Austin Trudeau made a big save last night, he was making it on Luke Fick. On the other side of it, Camden Smith was in the right place at the right time on every shift and he ended up, a- after LaValle got six points the night before, Smith got seven points. Two goals and five assists. His line mates were Gavin Vernarski and Cullen Myers. Vernarski had three goals and two assists. So
2: what's that, like, half the games Marysville's played in, they've recorded a hat trick?
1: Yeah, I mean, it- it's it's nuts. Um, they-, they score in bunches. That's the other thing about them. This is a two-to-one hockey game at the end of the first period, and I'm thinking, oh, Marysville, were you too cute tonight? You know, doing what you did. Right. And they got a power play in the second period. And Joey Gilbert should have scored a short handed goal, but Ty Fiardo made a great save, freshman goalie, first start, and he gave up a soft goal in the first period on the only shot he faced. So you're wondering where's his confidence at? And the first thing he has to do in the second period is stop Gilbert on a breakaway, and he makes a great save. And then the game changed and Marysville scored five goals in the second. And ended up winning nine to, to one. Um, uh, Vernarsky with three goals to his. Cullen Myers might be the most improved player from the last couple of years. He he just he's a different skater. He he's so strong on his skates now. Um, he's better with the puck. He had a goal and two assists. I mean e- everybody contributed. Um, I hate his first name, but I love Xaviero Politowitz. Hard and to he,
2: say when the puck's been being sent around the zone. Yes, uh,
1: and, and and he had a goal and, and two assists last night. Garrett Schroeder had a goal and an assist. Bobby Orlone with two more assists. <laughs> um, and and it, it was just a, a solid night for, for Marysville all the way around, and they got a lot of young players. In the end, it worked out where they, they got the win the way we figured they'd get the win. Right. But they got a lot of young players, just a ton Of ice time in that game.
2: Well, that's good. Um,
1: And Ronnie Mason scored the goal for PH. um, And that was only the second game this season they'd scored a goal in. They've only scored five goals as
2: a team this year. Again, it's hard to do when. Very hard to do. When you don't have depth and. You want to push offensively, and then you're gassed in the defensive end. Yeah.
1: Thumb Legion was playing back-to-backs. They lost to Tri-Valley, which is Swan Valley and a bunch of other schools in the Saginaw area. Five-to-one on Wednesday. Last night, they played uh, Northern. They started um, Jaden Collins in goal, and I thought he had a hell of a first period. Again, the shots were 22-to-one.
2: That's a lot to not a lot.
1: And he made 19 saves. Many of them were great, and it was 3 nothing Northern after one. Um, and then the Huskies unloaded in the second period and scored seven times and coasted to a 10 nothing victory. Their best line, and they got a ton of ice time, uh, and again, I liked this. Uh, their best line was Matt Graham, who hadn't had a point all season, and he got a goal and three assists in this game. Hunter Christopher, who um, had I think one point on the season, and he had a goal and three assists in the game, and uh, Tyson Scotcher, who played uh, in the Tanner. No, it was, was Tyson. Tyson? That, that's oh, a, that's a mistake. There, there's two Scotchers. Well, that's uh... Tanner. Tanner's a defenseman who's a good player. Uh, Tyson had the two goals in the. Uh, the gotta assists. love the. the I'm just used last, to saying Tanner's right, name more cause,
2: the same last name with the same first initial too. Yeah,
1: uh, because Tyson doesn't dress for every game, um, and and a lot of guys that that don't dress. Uh, Levi Defoe, I believe that was his first career goal. Will Albert had a hat trick in the first game of the season, but hadn't scored a goal since. Uh, and he broke that uh, drought. And, yes, Bryson Smith had two goals and an assist, and Kyron Bruno had a goal and an assist. But they were not as involved in what was going on last night. Uh, they didn't have to be overplayed or overused. Paul Chenault always scores a goal when I do a Northern game. Um, he's just one of those kids. He must know I'm there, and he wants to show off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was just real solid. They rolled their lines, and, again – What I guess would be considered their third line was their best line
2: last night. And they buried Thumb Legion when they needed to.
1: Yeah. um, uh, And, and again, Northern's just too fast, and their guys, because they have to. To survive in the MIHL, you have to think the game fast. Right. You have to make decisions fast, and you have to be fast, or you're going to get killed. And Legion doesn't face that. Right. And so they were just too fast, because Legion's not
0: an awful
2: team. No, and this is, while this game is, it's unfortunate it was a 10 nothing game, I like that Legion's in the mans, and hopefully when they can get even better teams, when they can get teams that can compete with Marysville or can compete with Northern, these will go a little better. I hope they stay in the mans, because I like them playing all the local teams.
1: Yeah, so do I. Um, and again, I th- I think that that's a good program that kind of gets overlooked. Uh, uh, Again, um, they've played well. They've been in uh, playoff uh, regionals with Marysville and with uh, Northern, and they've competed. Um, Hockey
2: regionals are weird where it almost, if you're small enough, you can basically pick whatever region you want to be in. Because there was like one year where everyone was in the same region outside of PH because they were unified. And then the next year, they were all in different regions. Yeah. Well,
1: see, uh, again, if it were just Sandusky, they'd play three. Right. But because they're Sandusky and four other schools, they have to move up and, and play in two. I don't know
2: if the rules has changed because I knew at one point if you were unified, you had to bump up no matter what. Um, I know basically at this point, Division One in high school hockey is basically just the open division. Yeah. Basically, if you think you're the best of the best, come up and play one.
1: Which is a better way to do it, because like, PH is playing up in one where they they don't have a
2: chance. No, but
1: it's only because they have to take the With such a
2: large pool.
1: The the you know it it's not based on how many players you get from the school. It's based on how many people go to the school uh, that that up your numbers. That's why Memphis ends up playing. D five if they make the playoffs <laughs> in football.
2: Yeah, that's a story for another time. Yeah. Um, anything else with these hockey games?
1: Just that um, Northern is off to a six and one start. Um, they'll get into league play, and we'll see how they they do. They've got Orchard Lake St. Mary's tomorrow at the arena, but that's a team that a couple times the last few years has come to McMorrin and been stunned by the the Huskies. Right. So uh, I'm interested to see how that one goes. PH uh, will have Utica. And, and again, I I think Utica's a little down, so I think PH can be competitive in this game. Uh, and then uh, Marysville plays Eisenhower.
2: I think that should be a winnable game. Uh, I mean, Eisenhower's been
1: decent the last couple of years. You know, we laugh about Mac hockey sometimes, but like the Dakota, a, the floor Lance floor Cruz, North.
2: The floor, uh, yeah. Like the top end, I mean. Yeah, you had the Romeo team a few years back that won a state title. And they
1: were basically two players. Right.
2: But for the most part, like the bottom of Mac hockey has seemed to improve a bit where usually you'd have like two decent teams in each Mac and then the rest just filled out the league. Where now you might have one or two bad teams, but most of the league's competitive.
1: But I like the way Marysville played and they rested a couple of their, their top guys, so they should be fresh for that one.
2: Port here on Northern hockey is six and one. Port here on Northern girls basketball, they're four and one, and it seems like it has clicked for this group, and they are going to be something to look out for. Right. It was not the prettiest win for them, but for the second straight time, they beat Port here on high, and uh, I think we'll talk about it next.
5: Yep, yeah,
1: we'll do, we'll do that, and it's never pretty because Port here and high won't let you play a pretty game.
0: Please go to
1: www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools.
6: I'm Jordan Rohde, one of the new owners of Forest Sports. I'm extremely proud to be a part of the community and to help those in it.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All
1: right, it's time to uh, shift uh, gears and talk some girls basketball. Uh, there were actually no girls games in our area on uh, Wednesday, so all the action was last night.
2: And I was at Port here on Northern for Port here, and I am Port here on Northern girls basketball. Now, Dennis, going into this game... I did not expect a pretty basketball game. I did not expect this one to be 55-51 and it be up and down action. I knew that going in, and somehow it was still a little uglier than I thought, and that's just because, well, again, we've said it for years now. It's what Portia and I does. They muck it up, and offensively, they're not going to be ultra-aggressive. And Portia on Northern... Without Jade Freeman, doesn't have the scorer that's going to be aggressive and try to, I mean, for better or for worse, force things and and get to the hoop. They'll be patient. So the first quarter ends, and it's 4-3 Northern (laughs) because Eastman hit a a three with like a minute to go somewhere in there. And I'm going, oh, geez, this might be a race to 15 tonight. Um, luckily in the second quarter it was picked up ph started getting it going iliana williams started to find the basket uh, mariah turner's a nice little player for yep. them i like her and ava weber uh, they have some speed at, at the guard spot but they scored 16 in the second quarter and they took a uh, a 19 to 15 lead and coming out of the, the half ph got, got the ball got it in the high post to deja brown she bullied her way to the paint, went up for the layup, and took a six-point lead. And I don't know the exact play-by-play scoring, but they scored six points relatively quickly, and Northern was struggling to score. And you're going, okay, they're taking control of this one. But Northern started to shut down PH and scored enough to match them. It was a 6-6 six six third quarter, so it's 25-21 going in to the 4th. And P.H. is struggling to score. I mean, they can't. Northern's doing a good job but P.H. is turning it over, missing shots in close. And Northern just slowly chipping away. Hey, Eastman hits another three. She ended the night with 17. She hit five total threes. Three of them came in the second quarter. But... Nichols would get to the free throw line. Oh, she'd make a free throw. Falco would hit a shot. She ended up hitting a three and just slowly chipping away. And Northern ends up taking a 32-31 lead. And here's where I did raise my eyebrow a little bit. So Northern has the ball up a point with about 40 seconds, 30, let's call it 35 seconds left. They inbound to Falco and start going back and forth, back and forth. All right, under thirty seconds. I'm waiting for the trap. Still's not coming. They're they're kind of pressuring, but they're not like full on blitzkrieg. Down to twenty. When are they ever gonna foul? Down to fifteen. She's still just dribbling, doing a really nice job going forward to avoid the five count. Because technically, by the letter of the law, if you take half a step forward, that's advancing towards the basket mm-hmm. and should reset. She was never anywhere near the three point line, but she was. Up a little, go back. And eventually with seven seconds left, Port Huron finally fouls her. And she makes one of the free throws, 33-31. PH still had a timeout, but they wanted to let it ride, see if they could get something in the chaos. And they got a pass up to Izzy Trombley, but there was four arms up in front of her, and one of them got got a piece of it and blocked it. And Northern got a 33-31 win. Charlotte Eastman had 17. Uh, The next leading scorer was Kate Nichols with seven, five of which came from the free throw line. Um, Not a pretty win for Northern. That is not a recipe to win a lot, because you're not going to hope one player hits five threes to make up half your points, essentially. But it worked for them against PH, and uh, even an ugly win against PH is a pretty win.
1: Well, I mean, anytime you can beat your... Biggest rival, um, you'll take it. I don't care how it how it comes. You you'll take it. And Northern's won uh, a couple of ugly games, but the last couple of years they wouldn't have. Well, let let me give you have. some
2: numbers with this with this junior class. Uh, base everyone that started for them because they have a very solid junior class. First two years, their first forty games, they went ten and thirty. Not very good. And a lot of the wins were against not great teams, but they found ways they won six wins their first uh game, first year, and then up until the Mac tournament last year, they had won uh four games. Then they beat a bad Lakeshore team 57-15. We kind of expected that, so they had a win. And then they played PH at PH in the MAC tournament. And PH at the time was without Ileana Williams, and they didn't just win, they body slammed PH to break a seven game losing streak in the series and win 49 25. And I kind of feel like that was the aha moment for them. They, they went on to lose the Gross Point South in the MAC Tournament Championship. Not a lot of shame in that, but you were the MAC White, probably sec- third place finisher, I think, last year, and you're playing in the MAC Red White Championship. That's a pretty solid end. They beat Stevenson, and then they lost a really t- tough game to a good Anchor Bay team in, in the districts.
1: Yeah, you I saw. was I was at that game, and they, they played tough that night. Um, and again, they're off to this good start, and they're missing uh, someone who can score anywhere from 15 to 25 points in a game, and there's going to be a night where she scores over 30.
2: And you couple the end of last season where they finished four and two to the start of this year where they're now four and one. So that that's what eight and three since they were ten and thirty to start as this junior group. Yeah. And I think Northerns turned the corner. Hey, they won the ugly game against Cross-Lex. They won the ugly game against Port Huron. They were much more competitive with Gross Point South. Now they're not. Close to winning that game but it was much more competitive and i want to see what they do against marysville because this is a northern team that feels like they have some confidence feels like they have figured out a little bit of mojo and goes on the floor every night expecting to compete but again that the game against ph is not a formula for how to win the rest of the year and I'm sure they know that, and I know there's things for them to work on, but they had some really nice performances. One player that, that stood out, uh, Madison Ramo, only had four points, but there w- she was all over the boards. She's not the biggest forward you'll see on the floor, but she just is slippery. Like, she always seems to find her way in the right position. There was one possession, Dennis. She had three offensive rebounds, and Northern had the ball for like 90 seconds
1: and that's a long time to defend and, and it's kind of disheartening like oh PH we actually didn't get got that the stop rebound. on the possession yeah. but well, Ramo I mean,
2: was all over the floor
1: it, it, it's still uh, and with PH something that shouldn't happen is they shouldn't get out rebounded no they, they have the, size they, brown and williams and even baylon uh they're a big team um and i really really like Deja brown some nights she just looks so good. It's just trying to find that consistent. Because I think she should be ten points, ten rebounds every game. I'm it should sure just be automatic. And she I'm pretty three sure three she's close.
2: Yeah, she had three or four blocks in this game, but she only ended up with two points. And I don't think she took a, a, a ton of shots.
1: Yeah, I see. I'd like her to get aggressive, and I like them to run more plays for her. Get her in the block. Who's going to stop her?
2: I will say any time that someone did try to post up, there were three white jerseys surrounding them. (laughs) Because that's
1: the only way a lot of these teams can defend it because there isn't a lot of size this year. No, and once
2: they get it in the post, you're up the creek without a paddle because you get it in the post back to the basket. Your only choice is to foul or hope they miss. Yeah. So that's, they, they were doing the work before she got the ball. So I want to say give a little bit of credit to Northern on that end, that they they understood the assignment. But P.H.'s defense has been solid. I mean, you give up 33 points, you feel like you should win that game. I mean, he, here are their point totals. They've given up 31, 19, 27, and 33. If you average 35 points, 35 to 40 points a game, you're going to win. Yeah. But, it seems like they struggle to find some offensive rhythm, I guess. It just never felt like they got into a flow of things in, in the game.
1: And, and it's tough. Again, I, I think a lot has to do with the style. When you make it messy, you're also making it a messy game yes. for your offense, too. So if you're not getting steals and layups, you know, it's a little tougher to score.
2: Yes, it is. Um, but nice win for Northern, and I, and I think these Huskies have turned the corner, but a big proving ground for them is going to be the Weimer tournament. We know Marysville's pretty solid. Yes, they've struggled against some pretty good opponents, but they're going to be all right. And then they could rematch with PH right away. Yeah. But they've knocked off their rival without their leading scorer from last year. Yeah. That That's impressive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you mentioned Marysville. Our, our t- we uh, <laughs> we laugh because last year they started one and two and then they started rolling. They're a little bit younger this year, I think and they've got I also some think they kids played a that, tougher schedule. Uh, that they have played a very tough schedule and that's why I'm saying, are you nervous? Are you not nervous? They lost to Romeo who's usually pretty solid. Uh, well, by six, 32-26 last
2: Romeos night. Romeo's 4-0. and They beat Troy by 23. They beat Grosse Point South by 15.
1: Ooh, we know South is good. They
2: beat Cruz North by a million. And then they beat Marysville by six. Yeah. So, no, I'm not concerned that the team that ran past Grosse Point South only got a six-point win against Marysville.
1: I'm a little concerned with 26 points because that, that team should score 40.
2: But, again... He, They've given up 31, 31, 17, and 26. So, Romeo can defend. Um, Now, I think the same kind of for Marysville. Hey, you go up to Northern next week for the Weimar tournament. Go and beat Northern and find a win. Find a win and start to get that confidence because I know they're a talented team, but you say sometimes the shooters just need to see the ball go in. Think sometimes a team just needs to end up on the right side of a scoreboard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I I I do feel like oh, they're going to win a couple of games and then all of a sudden they're going to take off. Right. That it that it's as a, it's a confidence thing as much as it is anything else.
2: But I'm very interested to see the uh the results of this Weimar tournament. There are four teams that I think aren't too far off from each other. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you know, you're right because throw Saint Clair into the mix too. This is kind of a, a testing ground for them to to see where they stack up. But
2: how does PH respond to losing to Northern? I'm I'm excited for those four games next week. Yeah, and no matter who wins or what matchups we get, we either get PH Northern again, or we get Marysville Saint Clair, or we get a Marysville PH final, or maybe Saint Clair shocks PH and gets the win. I don't think there's a result there that would be like, ah, yeah, that was kind of boilerplate. Yeah, that's what we expected. Chalk.
1: Yeah, uh, no. I uh, again, you've got four teams that I think are all pretty good going at it. So who's the best, or who wants to be the best? Right, might be what it boils down to.
2: Uh, you did mention oh, we did bring up Gross Point South. They beat Anchor Bay fifty-eight fifty-seven. Rose Point South's good. Apparently, Anchor Bay's all right as well.
1: Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, uh, that seems like a really good showing uh, by uh, Anchor Bay. And uh, maybe just kind of out of because I know we don't cover them, cover them. But maybe just out of the corner of our eye, we should keep an eye on what they're doing. Because most times, they also end up in a district with our Port Huron teams.
2: Right. Uh, New Haven beat Warren Woods Tower. So a couple of our area teams have beaten New Haven handily. They get a 46-31 win over Tower. Yale 34, Richmond 15. Uh,
1: so I, Before you say I anything, they won is. by 19. I know.
2: Uh, I, I mean, you win by 19, you hold Richmond to 15. I think Richmond is improved this year. But 34 points is, I know they have more in them. And it could just be an off-shooting night and you, you you suffocated them defensively. This yeah. game was never in doubt. It's a good night so, to have an
1: off-shooting night. It,
2: right. I'd like to see – I almost want to see Richmond in person just to, to get a better feel of what they are because maybe they just play really tough defense and they have a lot of athletes and they just struggle to, to score the rock and Yale just scored enough to, to get the win. But I still think Yale's fine. I mean, I saw them against St. Clair. I think I'm comfortable saying right now that they're my favorite to win the BWAC.
1: Okay. I I'll, I can live with that because everything that I'm hearing, they've lived up to the hype so far.
2: Yes, and their players are players. How about this one, Dennis? You have to feel pretty good because you've been back. You've been buying Pioneer stock I have. for the last year, basically. I told you this
1: is not a bad basketball team, and they're capable of doing this.
2: And the, the Crosslex girls beat North Branch 35-26 and get a win over the defending BWAC champs.
1: You know, okay, first off, they've got a couple of bigs in Isabella Edwards, who's their only, like, senior that starts, uh, and Ava Olesky, uh, and we saw Ava her her coming out party was at the SC Four event mm-hmm. last year. And we're like, ooh, who's this kid? Um, I, and I think they can be very effective. Then they've got four kids that handle the ball pretty well: in Savannah Krampitz, Emma Knoll, Addison McMillan, and Mackenzie Dennison. And Dennison is one of those versatile players. She can play big, or she can go stand outside the three-point line and, and knock down threes for you. McMillan's kind of the energy player off the bench. The night I saw her at uh, Northern, she had uh, eight. Um, and then Noel and Krampitz are the ones that the, they facilitate the offense and make sure the right people are getting the ball. Uh, and And in most situations, they handle it pretty well. And again, they start four juniors. And just the one uh, senior, the night I saw them, they should have won the game at Northern. I give Northern full credit for pulling that one out. Right. But they pulled that one out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, They pulled a rabbit out of their hat in the last minute of that game, and, and Crosslex didn't execute. But otherwise, this is a dangerous team. Now, I'm not saying they're going to win the BWAC. I'm not saying they're better than Yale or well, this, any of these this other teams. The
2: question I wanted to pose to but you. But they
1: were better than North Branch last night.
2: Yale, I think we both agree, is probably the favorite right now. That they should be the ones that everyone is chasing. Number two, is it MLA City or is it Croslex? Does this win put Cross-Lex in that conversation? Because it has i mean, it obviously boosts them past North Branch.
1: Yeah, but I, I you know, our, they're, they're going to play. They're going to play a second time, and I wouldn't be surprised if North Branch wins that game. And I still like Armada.
2: I mean, they have played one game against PH and lost by three. They play tonight. Uh, they host Almont and then they go to M.L.A. City, and then that's it for December for Armada. So they are very backloaded. So it's kind of been out of sight, out of mind for the Armada games yeah. right now.
1: They're not playing a, a ton, but uh, again, the the tenacity and and it was it's it's tough because I I feel like they're a team that would do better. In a game where there's a lot of running around and against PH, you don't get that.
2: <laughs> so right now, where who is the number one contender uh, for Yale who we've put on the top? Is it Emily City still? Is it Armada? I mean, again, small sample size with them. Or has Croslex earned that right to step into the ring and say this is the team that can can dethrone them.
1: Well, I think it's still too early. I still think North Branch is probably the next best team, but it's time to start inviting Crosslex to dinner and letting them sit Mm. down at the table and and take their fill because I I don't think that that is a bad basketball team. I I think that's a pretty solid uh, team. So, you you know, um, on any given night, I think they can do what they did last night and and beat another good team.
2: Well, Sandusky's a good team, and they proved it 52-32 over USA. Grace Giebord had 23. Helena Long added eight, and ju- just another one for Sandusky. Yeah,
1: and they had, like, three other players that were, like, seven, seven, six. 7 6 Somebody had 7.7 rebounds and 7 assists.
2: Hit the jackpot. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, so the, the, Al's got a good team again. I, I, I think it, uh, Gallagher sent us a thing going, yeah, Al's going to win 20 again. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: Marlette might have something to say about that. They won 60 to 8 over K Pack. So Marlette might be a game that just keep an eye on. Yeah. Again, put it in the back of your mind. Harbor Beach beat Brown City 39 34 and Ubley over Memphis 33 21
1: a lot of action uh in the gtc east last night
2: yeah they, i think that's their first league game for all of them yeah so that was uh, an
1: entire league schedule right there
2: we didn't have a ton of boys hoops over the last two days but there's a couple games i want to talk about i think MLA city had another impressive win and uh and we got the fresh pizza in, in mary's well down in sterling heights yeah on, on wednesday well
1: yeah i i like this one because the uh, They deserve a win. They've been playing hard. So we'll get into the boys' uh, hoops next.
4: 5150.
1: 72185
3: Do with my future, please
1: go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools.
3: Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs, respected throughout the community, and dedicated
2: KitchenAid, Whirlpool, and more. Freestanding double ovens will change your kitchen setup forever. Their high-efficiency front and top load washers will save you money and do your laundry in half the time. Stop in today a quarter mile south of McLaren Hospital on Pine Grove. Miller Maytag is a proud supporter of local high school athletics.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, dot com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All
1: right, welcome back.
0: Let's talk what some boys' a basketball.
1: Takes off
2: like that on the air. What? What? What I just said to you off the air? Oh,
1: I had the your mic on. Yeah. Okay. Everybody heard that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, we, we we might get in some
1: trouble. If, if that nah, one. that's funny. Uh, anyway marysville got their first win of the season brady <laughs> Fresh and pizza
2: from marysville yeah uh, 67 you know, points
1: that they they've been working hard the, the last couple of games have been outmatched
2: but when they but play even in a couple of those the Yale and cross lex games they maybe on paper the other team was a little better but they were right in those games they just needed to learn how to finish them yeah but and i mean like 67 on sterling heights to get a 67 52 victory that's a nice way to go out there and finish, and you don't score sixty-seven by ever taking your foot off the accelerator.
1: Yeah, no, uh, th- th- this this is a nice win, uh, and again, I like I like it even better because they did it on the road.
2: Yes, and no, Sterling Heights, not a good team. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to tout this as a quality win, but is it good for Marysville? Like I said in the last segment. To see themselves on the right side of the scoreboard against a team that they are better than and go down there and take care of business? Absolutely. Is this what I needed to see before your game tonight against PH, which I'm guessing we'll talk about in a little bit? Absolutely, because this is a Marysville team, and I think a PH team when we get to it, that both can go on a little bit of a roll, especially in league.
1: Well, in Marysville's case, okay, the last couple of years... They're the team that walks into the gym and Sterling Heights is going, Okay, we're we're gonna get a win yes. tonight finally.
2: Yes, we got Marysville coming and now down.
1: they've they they flipped that around and it's Marysville that walks into the gym and says, Yeah, we're planning on winning tonight.
2: So that's a nice win for the Vikings. Uh, we'll talk about the, the slate tonight in a little bit. Uh all the rest of the action was in the thumb on Wednesday. Sandusky beat Vassar sixty five to fifty one. Whew. I know you don't like this, Dennis, but Carroll can score. Carroll can can score one over Brown City,
1: um, and and Brown City with w- without Moxlow now they're down a little bit. They're off to a one and three start. And I
2: think Carroll's pretty on the
1: season, it, and too. yeah, I, I'm not going to admit uh, <laughs> on this podcast uh, that Cairo is good, but uh, Cairo's probably
2: good. Cass City sixty nine K pack. 31. Cass City might be. That was K-Pac's
1: first loss.
2: Yeah, K Pac hadn't played great competition, and I was hoping for a little more of a fight uh, against Cass City, but uh, the Red Hawks are pretty good. I think they might be the best team in the West up there. Uh, Harbor Beach might meet, be
6: the best team in the East.
2: Uh, yeah. 57-26. They whoop Lakers. And USA beat Memphis 39-24. to last night. And a game that I think's another feather in the cap for MLA City. 5351 over Detroit Douglas, Xander Nash with twenty, Landon Jones with sixteen. That's a heck I think that's a pretty nice win. Yeah. This uh, was four and one coming into this game. They had wins over the likes of Ferndale University. They beat uh, Detroit Henry Ford Southfield. They lost two by three. They beat, they beat up Detroit Northwestern and Detroit East English before losing to MLA city. I, I think that's a, at least a quality opponent. I'm not saying that's a state championship team, but that's a good team. They went 17 and seven last year and lost, I think in the district finals.
1: Yeah. And, and MLA city has, has played kind of an interesting schedule because they've played some tougher teams it feels um, like
2: it's either they're playing a really good team or a not-so-great team. Well,
1: I mean, maybe maybe that's on purpose, too, because you, you don't want to play every world beater and start your season 0-5. You want your kids to have some confidence. I don't know who's more confident than Xander Nash these days. This Landon Jones had 11 the game before and 16 last night. Mm-hmm. They've got, it looks like, four kids that can score double digits every night.
2: They've only scored under 60 in two of their seven games, and they won both of them. That was the e and Douglas win. So if they need to slow it down, which it seems like they did against E-Course and Douglas, or at least had to grind out a win, they've been able to do it and then they're able to bomb you by putting 77 on Hazel Park or 69 on Genesee, or even in the loss to Divine Child, they scored 61. This should be a 7-0 and basketball team if it wasn't for blind uh, luck.
1: Yeah, a half-court shot that would never go in again. Because, and it wasn't even from straight away. It was from the sideline.
2: Yeah, and they're going to beat Algonac tonight. Like I know it's their third game of the week, but Algonac struggled. They're going to be 7-1. and I still think there's a chance when they go to Croslex, or when Croslex comes to them to start the, the the new year, that they're sitting at nine and one.
1: I'll I'll buy it. Um, again. Uh, I've been buying Croslex girls' stock. Uh, I'm buying MLA City boys' stock. I, I think they're a solid team.
2: And it seems like every time Xander Nash is doing what we were hoping he would do, he hasn't had, or he may have, we just missed it. Hasn't had a, a bad game yet.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I, think Xander Nash is a legitimate star. And again, if he played someplace other than Imlay City, we'd talk about him a lot
2: more. And I think we're going to talk about him a lot come BWAC season. Peck beat Landmark 66-26. Thomas West at 25 for Peck, nearly outscored the opponent himself. Uh, Karsten Leiblang had nine, but Landmark scored 26 points. Cody Ferguson at twenty one. Cody Ferguson, baby, at twenty one to twenty six. That's the good news. Is you had someone score twenty one. The bad news is the rest of the team scored five.
1: Yeah, that's all right. It's it's a start again. Baby steps at Landmark. Uh, we're happy that they have programs because some years they don't have enough kids to have a, a a boys or a girls basketball team. So I'm happy that they they have teams.
2: Now let's talk about tonight's slate. Where do you want to start? Because there's about five. Games that really interest me. Well, would,
1: um,
2: do you want? Do you want to start with Northern with the PH Marysville? Will you be? Will you? You will be at a Saint Clair in the BWAC. There's a couple games that I'm curious about. Where do you want to start? Well, uh, let's start with where
1: I'll be at, which is the the PH Marysville game, and and then we'll get to Northern and the rest of the Mac, and then we'll go into the BWAC games. Okay. Um. So. I think this is a big game for both of these teams. I know Marysville just got to win. PH needs one. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't really know who the better team – like last year I knew PH was the better team. Right. This year I don't know who the better team is because Marysville's improved. I don't think PH has fallen off that much, but they are struggling with finding – something in the paint to make them a little better. We we know James can step back and, and shoot threes. Foy sometimes gets to the basket and sometimes turns it over, so we need more consistency from him. But uh, PH is still trying to find themselves, I think.
2: Yeah, and they're not doing a terrible job. I mean, they're averaging just over 50 points a game. They are... They're giving up a lot. Uh their their best defensive performance was fifty-four against centerline. Yeah. But let just from a, a port here on high fan perspective, let's put it this way. They're 0 and 3. But Dennis, who would you pick between Romeo and Marysville? Romeo. Who would you pick between centerline and Marysville? Center line. And who would you pick between Northern and Marysville? Northern. So if you're PH, there's no need to panic. You're going in saying on paper, this is probably the worst team we've played, and that's not saying Marysville's bad, but compared to your first three games, hey, that's why you schedule them so when you go start league play and you have to go to Marysville, you've already seen some pretty good competition. Yeah,
1: I, I know th- that they recovered from, what, a 1-4 start last year. Mm-hmm. To win the yeah, league. You don't want to open on 4 I think that this is a huge game for P.H., and if you're Marysville, okay, you just beat Sterling Heights. Let's do something we haven't done a lot of, back-to-back wins.
2: And I think this is what I would call the validation win, that if you beat PH, it retro, it kind of retroactively puts the Sterling Heights game in perspective. You go and beat PH, and you can say, okay, the Sterling Heights game, we figured it out, we've stepped it along. You lose to PH, and especially if you lose and it's not a one or two possession game, you go, Oh, all right. You went to Sterling Heights and beat a bad bronze team. Congrats. Yeah. Well,
1: I Thanks. just I, I, I feel like the, this is a, already a, a very important game for both of these teams. And I'll be very disappointed if it is not all out war tonight.
2: Now, what I will say is, Portier on High struggles more than any team to shoot in Marys Hills, Jim Dennis. I think we've documented it pretty well. It is hard for teams to come into Marysville and shoot well. I don't know what it is. People have tried to tell me it's well, it's the white walls. Oh, it's cuz there's so much space behind the backboard. And I don't buy either of those. Yeah, no, neither,
1: neither do I. I But
2: like you'll see like splits like I think last year PH scored nearly 60 against Marysville at home and then in Marysville I think they didn't even get to 50.
1: Yeah, I just think you're more comfortable in your own gym. Um, when Marysville has good shooting teams, they shoot just fine at home. Right. Um, you know, so I, I just, you know, I don't know if, if I'm going to buy into that. I see a lot of teams going to, to pH and those are the unkindest rims, especially at the end where we broadcast from those are the meanest rims
2: in the state. But pH has just struggled to score at Marysville and I, I really don't know, like if we did basketball picks, I don't know who I'd take in this one because I think these are two good teams that have just struggled and against some quality opponents. I'm very curious. I'm excited to hear a report back from this one. Will you get the, the fresh out of the oven, Marysville? Or are you going to get the, the sitting in the warmer for seven hours, Marysville? Yeah and how much of each will you get cuz sometimes they go back and forth within the same game. Yeah.
1: Um the the other the other thing here is I got my fingers crossed that the loser tonight is the only one of our Mac teams that loses but Northern's got a tough game on the road at Lincoln. But again, I don't know what's going to happen and maybe I just caught Lincoln on a day where it was too early, uh, they didn't want to get out of bed, but they were good but I didn't think that they were infallible or invincible. They, they just didn't strike me that way. And, and I'm very interested how this young northern group goes in and plays these guys.
2: Well, this is kind of the first big test uh, without – without having the, the guiding hand, the, the the safety valve, the babysitter, or however you want to call it, of Tyler Jameson. Because, yeah, they've played some good – like, Utica's a pretty good team. I haven't looked at what they've done since, but they, uh, they're they a pretty good team. And I think that's – yeah, they're 5-0 and right now, and they've just been bombing teams outside of Romeo. So that loss retroactively doesn't look as bad. Um but Lincoln is, from what people are telling me, like, yeah, they're the favorite in D2. They're the favorite in D2. And it kind of seems like a state title or bust year for, for the fighting Abes. But if you go down and win this game at Lincoln, I think that, one, gives a young group a lot of confidence. And, two, I know it's a little early to think about it, but you're a you're, you're game up on Lincoln in the league before Christmas has even happened. And now they're they're going to have to chase you a bit. And they almost have to be perfect the rest of the way.
1: Uh, and, and New Haven is hanging out there a couple of times on their schedule. Well, and Ike is you might, you know, pretty good You too. might split those games. That's a possibility. Yeah. It's a possibility that New Haven's better than everybody. <laughs> and they win both of those games. Right. Or that I just caught Lincoln on it, like I say, on a day where they're a little sleepy or early Saturday, they had to go to center line and play a neutral site game against another good team. Uh, and it, they weren't bad. They just weren't like you were everything that I heard. Time Yeah, everything that I heard, I, I just thought I was going to see five D1 college players dunking, and
2: that didn't happen. Um, but this is this the first time in how long that Northern's gone into a game as a decided underdog? Well, I think we both hope and think they can win. I don't think we're uh, vain enough to say that they're the favorite.
1: No, especially not on the road. But we'll we'll see how the the game uh, goes. Um, I do want Saint Clair to be the favorite at home against
2: Lakeview. I told told Distelrath, this is the one game I'm going to tell you you have to win. <laughs> I just I told him that. You got to burn your saddle about Lakeview. I'm ju- I- there's a team in every sport. I didn't say anything that, about their opponent. I just said that Matt Dislereth has to win this game. <laughs> um, but it's a Friday night. I expect the gym to be loud for for it being small. I will say the atmosphere is still there that those the, the student section can get right on you. And all I'm going to say, and you can read between the lines, I think the student section can affect this game a little more than maybe others. That that's all. Uh, that's all I'm going to say is that if the student section is extra raucous tonight, maybe it makes a little bit more of a difference than it would on any given night. You're,
1: you're in the quicksand. You're sinking. So let's move on to Marine City's going to win tonight at Madison.
2: I think they will too. Madison's been bad to start the year. Like, have you seen just how bad they've been? Uh, that they, I know they lost some seniors, um, but. <laughs> This is a Madison team that last year was really fun to watch. They're 0-2. Well, they were supposed to play East Point on Wednesday. That score is just not in there, so uh, I don't know if it happened. But they've lost 56-35 and 58-19. Scoring has been an issue for uh, Madison. And Marine City can play some defense. I mean, they have the athletes to do so. Yeah, um, I, and, and again. Oh, I, and they lost to East Point 58 27. Okay. Well, so East they, Point's probably got some athletes. But still, you haven't scored more than 30 or 35 in a game. So if Marine City can get to 35, they have a good chance to win. And,
1: think, and actually, the Mariners have been pretty good about getting into the 40s. They ju- the this other year. teams have
2: just been scoring 55 to yeah. 60. So Ma- Marine, Marine City needs talented.
1: to make sure that they're not what Madison needs to get their offense going. They got to right. play solid D and and you got to go out there. Just because I'm saying I think they're going to win tonight doesn't mean that it automatically happens and it's going to be easy. They're going to win tonight cuz I think they're going to go there and play hard and it's going to be good enough.
2: This is a game where I wish I wouldn't didn't have other obligations because North Branch at cross Lex has me very interested cross Lex is down their leading scorer. North Branch is a team that really needs a, a a quality win, a validation win, and what better way than on the road at cross Lex to get the win? Yeah. To, to, you know, say those first four games, hey, I know we weren't playing world beaters, but we're just really good and we took care of business.
1: And and, and that's where I'm, like, wobbling on this one because I, I want to get on the Bronco bandwagon, um, I want them to be good this year, but they they haven't played a team like Croslex yet. No, I know Croslex is missing Gavin, but I saw them against Richmond.
2: They're still a pretty. They're, good they were team.
1: they were solid against Richmond, and Richmond's not terrible. Well, how um, is North Branch? And I saw them against Saint Clair. They should have won that game easily. They choked in the second half, but you learn from that.
2: And how is North Branch going to react when? Croslex scores seven points in like two seconds how are they because going that's to what
1: react? they do that's how they start home games right they should just start home games with it cross Lex nine the other other team nothing before they tip the ball off because that's what happens
2: and how are they going to react if let's i don't know pull a name out if Krampitz hits a couple threes or if noel finds his rhythm again and then it's I want to see how North Branch can handle a little bit of that verse because they haven't had too much of that yet.
1: And and I want to keep an eye out for a couple of guys who I thought uh, broke out the other night against uh, Richmond and were real good. Uh, one of them is Cameron Franzel. He had 12 points and did most of his damage in the second half. Does that carry over? I hope um, so. And, 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 and does he become a factor for them? And Cameron Saunders... Scored 11 points the other night. Can he Can he get them
2: 11 points a night? Because that would be huge. Well, I, I'd like to see some of those young guys take the step. Again, I've, I've made this reference multiple times over where the last three, four years, you've allowed the young guys to slow, like take small steps forward. You're asking guys to kind of skip a step and, and take a big leap. This would be a game for Cross-Lex where they can tell the world no, we're still cross are You've been cute, North Branch, but come play big boy basketball and see what happens. And for North Branch, they can kind of say, yeah, we're here.
1: Now, now the guy that I am feeling for is Reese Knoll because he just uh, – he, Well,
2: he might play a big factor in this well, game. Well,
1: that, that's the thing is here's, here's a guy that's struggling to stay on the floor because he's getting into foul trouble, and he's got to match up probably with Bickle tonight.
2: Well, and does does the style of officiating we get influence this game? If they let things go, does that favor Cross-Lex a little bit without having – It seen? would help
1: Reese a lot, I think.
2: Right. Would that help him in the paint? Or if it's very ticky-tack, is it going to become a free-throw shooting contest for North Branch? Yeah. Again, I haven't seen the Broncos yet. I wish I could because this is a game I'm going to keep a close eye on. The rest of the WAX slate, there's nothing that really jumps out. Yale at Richmond, I think Yale's going to want to just exercise some demons um, from the past yeah. few years, even though they were the only one besides Cross-Lex to beat the Blue Devils in the last couple years. I think that's one where Yale's just, you want to go back and get a win at, at a place you have not had success in. Yeah,
1: and, and Yale is definitely the favorite, but, but again, Richmond's – the, they're not the same Richmond from the last two years, but the, again, they're, they're not a bad. bad.
2: They're not a they're, they're not a they're hopeless not basketball yeah, team. No, Emily City is going to go to Algonac, and I and think they're going to get yeah. a win. But Elmont at Armada is going to be an interesting one. Armada played MLA City somewhat competitive, uh, if, if nothing else, Armada has guys that fly around and and play hard. They just don't have uh, the the standout guy. And if Elmont if we if Elmont wants us to put them in the OK can you compete with North Branch and and then Cross and Yale and Emily City hey the the Dryden game put a big wet blanket on it if you go to Armada and and, and beat them by double digits i think that at least Warrants a further review. Uh,
1: The reason why I like Elmont in this game is they're just scoring so much. Even in the Dryden game, they almost had 60 points. What, it was like 61 to 59 or
2: something Yeah, or 64, 61, something like
1: that. So, uh, Elmont can score, and I don't see any reason for that to stop in this game.
2: One girls game, Yale's at Flint, Carmen, Ainsworth. Don't know anything about Flint, Carmen, Ainsworth, but go Bulldogs.
1: Yeah, go Bulldogs because, uh, again... We like them a lot, and this is back to backs for them. Yeah. So,
2: and they're they're testing themselves too. Yeah, which I like. Uh, you want to mention real quick the hockey you have yeah, on Saturday? Yeah. Saturday it, it, home.
1: it starts at noon at McMorran, uh, Portier and Unified against Utica. The second game at two o'clock is Northern against Orchard Lake Saint Mary's, and then at six o'clock, Marysville takes on Eisenhower at Suburban Ice Arena. So a busy day of hockey on Saturday. Boys Hoops tonight, Port Huron at Marysville.
2: All right. And we'll be back uh, to break down everything that happened tonight and more on Monday. All right.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water area is stuck on sports.